Hello, everybody, and welcome to Staying Fit ODAT. My name is Migs, and I'm your host. ODAT is an acronym for one day at a time that I picked up in early sobriety and something that's stuck with me every day since. All right, here we go. Welcome, everybody. We have our first live Meet the Gang episode of the Staying Fit ODAT podcast. I'm super, super excited about this one today. Um, I mean, I get excited about every episode, but today is going to be so, so much fun. Um, just like with a lot of podcasts that kind of do like their meet the gang, meet the tribe. It's all the same shit. And that's exactly what we're doing here today. Um, you're going to get to meet some people. We're going to have some people sharing um, what they're doing today. Uh, so I do want to preface, guys, that if you're listening to today's episode, if you are looking to hear uh, people's complete recovery from beginning, if you have listened to the first 20 plus episodes and you're expecting that same format. That is not what you have today. I do not suggest that you skip this episode, but if you really need to hear someone's personal story, then this isn't the one for today. Um, today we're, we're just talking a lot about, uh, a lot about positivity and just kind of wherever this episode goes, we don't have any structure, so we're going to have some fun. So with that being said, people are going to be coming and going, uh, it is what it is. We're just going to rock out. You guys know that I don't, I don't go crazy. I don't go script. I don't do a lot of editing. What you get is what you get. What you hear is what I had. So we're going to roll with it. With that being said, I have three wonderful members of the ODAT nation in here today. Three voices that you've actually never heard on our podcast uh, so far. So we're going to have some fresh voices and yeah, we're going to roll with it. Uh, let's go ahead and start off. We're going to go in the order that you popped in today. So um, I, I know you as mom, but go ahead and introduce yourself. Am I still on? Did you take my mute off or is it good? You're on, you're being recorded. So yeah, our guests can already hear you. You're already, we're 10 seconds into the podcast and you're already that person. I am that person. I'm always that person. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jody. <laughs> I am Miguel's mom. Um, what else do you want to know? I'm sorry. Uh, where, where are you from? What do you do for a living? Uh, yeah, just whatever you want to tell us. I am, as I said, I'm Miguel's mom. I am a actually an insurance agent for property and casualty uh, insurance. I work um, for a, a, an insurance company, and my I live in Pennsylvania, Bethlehem, um, Bethlehem. If you're from here, you know there's an F and it's not a TH, no matter what Miguel tries to tell you. Uh, also, my um, I get just a, a short. I'm my issues. Um, addiction. I have a food addiction. And so that is my anxiety, all of that um, bipolar. So that is my struggle. And I'm sure as you all agree, I don't know where I'd be without this. Um, this, those podcasts, the ODAT, um, even as his mom, this has been life changing for me. And so I, am, I just want to thank I him and everybody else. I do. Yeah. I, I just wanted to cut you off there for a second because we're going to get, I, I kind of have that like as a segment and kind of, which I want everybody to go through and um, explain kind of like that part as well. But uh, lastly, I think you pretty much answered everything I wanted you to say, except the last question I had for you before we move on to the next person is what would you consider your fitness of choice? Fitness of choice. What do I like to do? You mean? Correct. Swimming is swimming and walking is my 
those are my favorite things to do. Perfect. Cool. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, we are going to move on next. I have a uh, Sylvia. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, my name's Sylvia. Um, I'm an alcoholic. I'm from Sacramento, California, and I work as an executive assistant for a faith nonprofit faith-based healthcare organization. So um, that's kind of a fancy term for I do whatever they need to get done, special projects, um, logistics for meetings, invites, um, speech rights, writing some speeches, um, those types of things. And hmm, let's see. My fitness, I think my fitness activity of choice is really a toss-up. Um, I like um, just using free weights and running. I like them equally. Um, the thing I like about both of them is I like to just put my music on and it's just me. Um, it's very therapeutic for me. And um, I like just having my own, my own time. Uh, and also challenging myself, trying to push myself to do at least what I did the time before. If I don't, then, you know, I just try harder the next time. Um, I don't know, did I miss anything that I'm supposed to answer? You're muted, Miguel. Thank, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm not following my own rules. We're, we're trying. So this group episode, like I said, we're going to get there. We're, we're figuring we'll get the train on the tracks, guys. I promise. Um, I, I did want to say that, um, yeah, I think you covered everything. And if we missed anything, then we'll be getting back to it. We're just going to have so much fun today. Um, I also okay. want to point out that we were, uh, we were busting on Sylvia a little bit before we started because now there's five of us in here. And um, everybody is indoors. I'm every, if I look behind everybody, I see a bookshelf um, behind Sylvia is a pool. So shout out. <laughs> she's in California. Um, and she gets to be wearing a tank top right now. And lucky her. So it's cool. I pretend I'm not jealous. Um, <laughs> I do want to say I, I should have probably introduced myself, even though you guys, most of you already know me uh, because I host this podcast. Uh, but just for the sake of this episode, we'll keep following streams. So my name is Miguel. Um, I'm an alcoholic. Uh, my recovery date is 5-31-2018. And I work in the restaurant industry. And although I don't make any money off of the ODAT nation and the group, um, to me, this is, I, I don't want to say a job, but like I spend more than, more than, uh, I don't even want to say more than, I just spend so much time with this. This is pretty much everything to me. Um, because of the pandemic and because of work slowing down a little bit, um, I've been able to just pour so, so, so much time over the last year, um, just trying to get everything built up here. And it's just so much fun. And I'm so excited to have you all here. And this is just, it's a blast. Um, my fitness of choice is running. It is no secret. I run, run, run. And it's just, it's the coolest thing in the world to me, trying to qualify for the Boston Marathon. And yeah. So next we are going to pop in and uh, Phil, my man, introduce yourself. Thanks, Miguel. Thanks, Migs. Um, yeah, I'm Phil, I'm an alcoholic. Uh, let's see, uh, alcoholic and former abuser of other substances too. Um, won't get too much into that. Um, 33 years I've been driving for UPS and uh, 
I, I don't know what, what do I actually, my exercise of choice, I'm fortunate enough that behind me, I have a Peloton bike and a Peloton treadmill. So I just kind of use them a lot and I run outdoors sometimes, but I'm a real wimp. So if it's raining out, I don't run much. And then I was really glad that you came out and ran with me last Sunday because you helped me get over that a little bit. And I'm running in the, uh, lower coastal Delaware marathon uh, this upcoming November. It's like they postponed it three times since last year. So uh, uh, yeah, I got to get over that running in the rain because if it's running on marathon day, uh, you know, I better be ready for it, you know? So anyway, and uh, real quick, Miguel, thank you for all the work that you've been doing on this. I love your podcast. I listened to every one of them. some of them twice, two or three times. And it's part of my personal um, toolbox of things to help keep me straight. So when I uh, have a have a week or so where I haven't been able to get to a meeting, you know, I, I listen to some of your podcasts or whatever, and it's just all all good stuff, man. And I and it shows how much work you put into it. And I want to say I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much for those kind words. Uh, you guys, are, you're going to make me cry already. We have, we're not even, we're not even in, we're not even past introductions and I'm already getting emotional. I love you guys so much. Um, and we're definitely going to get back to a fun story about that, about you, Phil, because I remember you telling me how you ended up with the, uh, I forget what you had first, the bike or the treadmill, but I remember that funny story about you getting the second one. You didn't think it's ha- it would happen. So we're going to get back to that as well. That was pretty funny. Um, the next introduction we have is going to be the first voice that you might recognize um the only person so far that's actually been on the podcast sharing their story if you pop in on episode three you can hear so so much cool stuff from this woman she is an absolute savage um i like to call her a personal friend of mine uh she's actually the first person i interviewed on the podcast that i don't personally know so it was a lot of fun it was super super exciting um and Spoiler alert, on that episode, we got to celebrate her birthday. Um, I have a terrible voice, um, so you might want to mute the part when I sing happy birthday to her, uh, but it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, so I'm not going to say the name, but I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself because you know who I'm talking about right now. Hey, guys, I'm Nani. I am full-blown alcoholic. Thank God I'm in recovery. <laughs> and so far... I'm the only one that's cried on the podcast (laughs) that I know of, um, which was a little embarrassing, but it was like therapy that day. It was so awesome because it was, it was sharing in such a different atmosphere than we're used to sharing when we're in the rooms, you know, like I didn't have to worry about don't talk about cocaine or I didn't have to worry about, I don't don't know. There was like a lot of things that were, limitless but then it was different because it wasn't private and it was kind of freaking me out but it was really fun and I'm so glad I did it and it's been awesome hearing some of the other stories it is just it feels like being at a meeting and on a run at the same time which is just freaking amazing it's just it's it's helped so many people Miguel and and I want to jump in and just give you some props for all the work you do it's just it's so freaking cool. I think I've commented on, on the page, like you're building an empire and you don't even mean to, you're just doing something that you're passionate about and it's helping people worldwide. I mean, I think we have, I don't know how many countries we have on our page, but it's just so awesome. 
Um, so I am mostly a runner. I was mostly an alcoholic, but there was lots of other things along the way, just like, I don't feel very savage lately when it comes to running, but I'm, it's still like my main passion. I think when it comes to fitness, um, I'm a massage therapist at a boxing gym. So I dabbled in some boxing fitness along the way. It's kind of turned into more of a CrossFit gym now. So I do like the high intensity interval training classes and I usually end up hurting myself. So uh, I try to take it easy. Um, I like, I've gone, I've gotten to a place where I don't, I, sometimes I felt like I needed a run streak to keep me motivated, to get that momentum, to keep me like kind of dedicated to what I loved because I would get lazy and, um, complacent and I just wouldn't really like, I would just kind of get off track. So the run streak would really help me, but lately I've just been kind of focusing a little bit on a variety of things and just kind of everything in moderation. Um, so I've been doing a little bit of the Peloton, a little bit of running, a little bit of the weightlifting, uh, some sore knees cause I'm getting old. And I just, <laughs> I was working with my athletic trainer friend on strengthening my hips and just really like focusing on some, some specific strengthening for, for well-being rather than for like some kind of fitness passion. So, you know, I'm kind of all over the place. That's my personality. I kind of wing it, just dabble, dabble in AA meetings and dabble in running. I, my, my main like passions in life are my boyfriend and my puppy and my job and my friendships and it all just kind of works out. So nice. I'm, I'm down here in Florida. I'm taking it easy. I'm, I just came from a party where everyone's drinking. So it's ha I'm happy to be here with you all. Good to you're see probably, all those little faces up there. You're probably <laughs> the only other person that right now could be outside if you wanted to, because you are in Florida. Everybody else I think <laughs> is dealing with like rainy and cold bullshit today. Um, Ooh, sorry guys. So next we are going to introduce um, another person that I like to call a personal friend of mine. Um, we have, we have uh, my buddy MJ. Uh, Nani, if you don't mind, just throw um, on uh, mute just so there's no uh, back interference. Sorry. Um, so next, we're going to have a uh, another personal friend of mine, someone who I actually uh, sorry. Give me a second. Uh, this next person is someone that I actually knew uh, before ODAT page. Um, one of the few people that I knew from my past life before I was reborn and someone that we, we won't get into stories, um, but just someone that I, I knew previously. And I'm just super fortunate to reconnect um, in our second lives and to just get to know him. And now, now someone that I consider a brother, someone that I can regularly open up and tell him, yo, I love you, bro. I got someone to talk to. Um, I'm getting a little choked up right now, even just talking about him because him and I have had some intense conversations over the last couple of years. Um, and I, I just love this guy so much. Um, and I'm also going to preface, we're going to spend a little bit of extra time talking to him today because he is in school. He has some studying to do, so he can't be with us too, too long today. And when we were talking earlier, he gave us one of our first topics. So after we let him introduce himself, we are immediately going to jump into the next topic as well and, and roll from that. So I'm going to throw a bunch at you here, brother. What I want you to do as you take the floor here, um, I want you to introduce yourself who you are where you're from and i would uh yeah also uh tell us your fitness of choice and then 
I want you to follow up immediately starting off the next question. Um, I want you to tell us what the Stang Fit ODAT page means to you. And then, yeah, after that, we're going to kind of circle back and let everybody explain that. And then the first topic that we have is what we discussed earlier. And then we're going to roll from there, um, which I have my little equipment next to me, which we're going to show off. But so go ahead and take the floor and tell us who you are, brother. Well, hey, can you guys hear me? Good. Okay, cool. Uh, so I'm Michael. I knew Migs from, I think, almost like 10 years ago or so. And it's funny because we're actually probably better friends now that we're both sober than... That is not a probably. That is 100%. That's definitely. Uh, so yeah, like I said, I'm Michael. I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, actually Chapel Hill right now. Um, I'm currently going to get my doctorate in physical therapy um, at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Uh, so that's taking up a lot of my time, which I'm, I'm very happy about. And my fitness of choice is definitely running. I started running, I think it was maybe like five years ago. I remember I hopped on a treadmill. I was always good at running like when I was in high school. I think that's how I made like varsity baseball team is they had us run pole to pole back and forth. Um, and I never was able to like hit the ball or throw the ball that far, but I was able to run. Um, but I only recently discovered that about five years ago. And I hopped on a treadmill and did like three miles and I was panting. Um, and ever since then, I've kind of grown uh, my running resume from you know, treadmill running to transitioning to outdoors on pavement. I ran my first marathon in 2019, um, which was an experience in itself. And then I recently transitioned into trail running over the last year or so. I did a hundred mile attempt where I had to withdraw due to an injury, um, but I recently completed a 50 miler and hopefully um, I'm signed up for a hundred miler. It's called Grindstone 100 on the East Coast. It's a hard rock qualifier and um, Western states as well. So there's a chance that Miguel gets to pace me for that, which uh, would be really cool because we haven't seen each other since back in the day. Um, so that's kind of what I'm working towards right now. Awesome. That's so cool. And yeah, like I, I'm really hoping I get a chance to meet, uh, to make it out there because um, I think we talked about this earlier. You and I have never been in the same room sober together and that'll be so cool to make that happen. Um, uh, go ahead and follow up and tell, tell, tell our listeners what, the staying fit ODAT page means to you. And, and the reason I want you to be one of the first people to answer this is because not only did you know, not only did you know me before the group, um, you had a chance to know the alcoholic version of Migs. You got to know the, the person I was, all the shenanigans, all the bullshit, all the goofy behaviors. Um, but then we got to know each other a little bit through sobriety as well. Got to know each other a lot through sobriety. And um, you are an original founding member. You are one of the first 10 people in the group uh, one of the people that like I talked to when I first, first sobered up just someone who just responded to my Facebook post and said, Hey brother, you know, if you need someone to talk to and this and that, and it was, it was just beyond special to just have that connection. And just like I explained, uh, on podcast too, when you open up about your, uh, sobriety, a lot of times you'll be surprised who is working their own program and doing their own thing and will come out to you and offer a hand or a virtual hug, or just kind of be there to support you and help build you. 
um, which was super cool. And you were one of the first people there immediately. And like I said, one of the first 10 members of the group. And so why don't you tell us, because you are one of the few people who have seen this group from day one. Why don't you tell us about what you've seen, the progress over the last 14 months and what this group means to you? Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's crazy to think about when we were just 10 members. I think it's what, like almost 600 now, I think. I checked before this meeting Five, started. 531 to be exact. Nice. Um, so yeah, obviously there's a whole lot more people here than there used to be. And I think it's it's better now that we have so many integral members, but I think Nani was one of the first ones that was here. Um, Mike Graham was here. Uh, now we have all these new faces, which is great. Um, one of the reasons I like the Staying Fit ODAT page is because it helps hold me accountable. Uh, in my time, I've only been to one meeting. Um, my history is that I used to, I used to be like a big IPA guy. So I was never a weekday drinker, but I, I used to have like a six pack of IPAs. And if you guys have never had those before, they're, they got like a high ABV. So you could drink like six of them and get pretty plastered. Um, and then I would like transition into, you know, I'll get a six pack and then I'll get like a shooter and then it became two shooters. And I found myself thinking, uh, you know, I'm going to like slip into a pattern of becoming an alcoholic and, and where's this going to take my life. And this is at the point in time when I was thinking about transitioning to going back to school. Um, so being sober has been one of the keys to my success that I'm currently having in life. So while I don't go to meetings, I use Staying Fit ODAT as a way to hold myself accountable. I think it's a great place for people to, you know, post their victories in life, whether it be, you know, not drinking or whether it be exercise or whatever they're using to kind of, you know, keep themselves sober. Um, and I, I think it's a great platform for people to connect as well. Uh, like Megs and I have had a chance to reconnect. I've gotten pretty close with Mike Graham um, but yeah, that, that's kind of what it means to me, just the accountability and, and, you know, people just showing off and being proud of what they're doing. Awesome. Awesome. So we're going to, we're going to continue working our way down, let everybody, uh, give everybody a couple minutes to explain, um, also what the group means to them. And then we're going to get into our first fun topic of the day, which is shoes, which was a conversation that started between Mike and I earlier. Uh, my, my new addiction, as my coach told me earlier today, it's all good if you have an addiction for buying shoes because shoes over booze, so we're cool. Um, and, and I love it. So yeah, uh, we're gonna take the next few minutes, let everybody else tell them a little bit about what the group means to them. And then, then we're gonna start having some fun and we're gonna talk shoes and training and just wherever this, we're, we're just gonna let this train just keep going. So let's just work our way back down the line. And uh, there, it looks like Nani might've stepped away for a second. All right, so we're gonna, I, I just can't call this woman Jody. So if you hear me say mom, we all know who I'm talking about. It just feels so weird to call her by her name. So Ma, your turn. What does the group mean? Ma, meatloaf. Hi. <laughs> um, it has meant more. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. I struggle daily and, and just seeing you all admit to your struggles is not something I get to see often because we all get to, you know, everybody puts on that brave face, everybody, oh no, everything's good, everything's good. So 
it's refreshing to see other people are struggling. So, you don't, you know, you're not alone. So just to read the stories and read that you've accomplished where you've come from is huge. And to know that it's, I don't want to say it's okay to fail, but you just get back up and you keep trying and you keep trying and you keep trying and you do not give up. And, and it is one day at a time. And until I understood one day at a time, it means a lot. It really does. And I don't mean to cry and I'm not sorry for crying because it's very overwhelming and it's just been a really crazy 48 hours. And just thank you all for being here. And my son, I love him more than he ever knows for doing this is I needed this to survive. I needed this. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, Stop crying because you're going to make me cry because I love you to death, obviously. Um, I love you more. And uh, one thing I want to say, too, I would never really put anybody else's business out there. But because you're my mom, I don't care. I want to go ahead and throw you a shout out as well, because you struggle with a lot of bullshit. Um, you, you have a lot going on in life. And I am super, super proud of you because for like three days in a row now, um, you're making all the right choices. Like you said, you identify as an overeater um, and you're trying to get back on a healthier path and. So what is really, really cool is for three days in a row, um, my superstar rock star mother has been out. She's been walking. She's been exercising at home. She's eating clean. She's not drinking soda. She's just, she's following her plan and I couldn't be any more proud. Um, so uh, I'm going to slow down a little bit because I'm getting emotional as well. And I don't want this to turn into waterworks. Um, and on a brighter note, uh, it's a perfect timing because Nani, you're next to tell us what the group means to you. And Nani, you're officially not the only person to cry on the podcast. We have more tears. So yeah, go ahead. Tell us what the group means to you, Nani. Um, so I think for me, the group was super fateful to come across because I didn't know Miguel and I just, I don't know how I found it. Just part of that running motivational group. That's, you know, several thousand, hundreds of thousands of people. I don't know, but I don't know how I ended up across one of Migs's um, posts about the, the staying fit page, but it was perfect for me. Like how much more meat could you get? So I immediately tried to join up and was immediately just, hooked on the idea, the concept of, you know, not only staying sober one day at a time, but staying fit one day at a time and how brilliant to combine the two. And like, you know, like sometimes people talk about like when they're in the rooms of AA, how they've found their people. I never really felt that way. Like I never felt super connected with the group of alcoholics anonymous. And I guess like this, this group of people were more my people than I've ever found before. And even though we're all still kind of strangers, it was still just comforting in a way. And it was kind of like co-signing my bullshit. So I could feel like I was among like kind of like going to a meeting, but not really. I was still staying accountable. I was still amongst, you know, people that understood a struggle like that, a daily thing. And that, that one day at a time thing really fooled me in the beginning. I'm, I didn't really understand it at first. <laughs> and so I guess it worked. Um, 
but I I love the group because I it's just it's so obtainable it's so easy people are honest and vulnerable just like in in meetings and I know like not everyone in the group is, has been to meetings or understands that but I like that we're all accepted nonetheless I like that it's like you're not all runners I like that we're not all all alcoholics but we're still in that concept of looking for the similarities and not the differences and helping each other through their struggles, even though they're not the same, but they are, <laughs> if that makes sense. But I think, I think you guys get it because we're all alike in that way. And I, um, that's what I love about it. I just think you've done such a great job and, and it's, it's just been comforting to me to have found a group. And I'm so glad it's growing because as cool as the first 10 or 20 of us were, it was like more content, the better. It just gets more entertaining. It just, it's just really cool to meet more and more people and learn more stories. And it's just great. I love it. So thanks again. Absolutely. And this and, is really fun too. <laughs> yeah, this is, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with this already. And I definitely want to give you some credit as well. Um, where credit is due for the, um, for like, I, I guess we can call it like a boom in the group because every so often things happen where people see things, they respond to posts in other groups and then things happen where we kind of catch these waves and the group kind of like grows overnight and, you know, get these weird spurts where like I wake up one morning and there's like 15 requests to join the group and it's like, shit, what happened? Like, where did this come from? Um, and I remember one specific morning I wake up and there's like 25 requests to join the group. And this is back when there was only like 80 people. And I want to say this is what put us over 100. And I was like, what the fuck happened? Where'd all these people come from? Like, <laughs> I love it, but where'd they come from? So I look and where they came from was in a running motivation group. Um, our super cool Nani tells us, uh, um, or I'm sorry, I see a post from Nani that pretty much says, hey, this is my story. This is what I got going on. And if you want to share with the like-minded and whatnot, there's this really cool page, Staying Fit Odat. Come join us and come share your story and this and that. And I was like, oh, man, I love her. Like, she's building up the group. I remember sending you a message, and I was like, thank you for that. It's so cool because there's other people advocating for the group. There's other people bringing into the group. Um, and, and I just absolutely love it. And I thank you so, so much for that because it was just, it's so cool and it's so refreshing um, just seeing how other people can help build the community as well because – it's, it's not just me. Everybody is just showing, pouring in that passion. Um, and it also helps me segue. And I also want to point out too, that because we don't have the, uh, the video on, or I'm sorry, we are using video for the recording, but we are not using video for the uh, publishing when this comes out. So obviously because this is on zoom, there is a chat. Um, so we have some cool stuff going on. And I just want to point out that when, uh, when Phil is talking about the rain, buddy, Mike says that running in the rain is the goat. Um, I love that. We also hear that, and we will actually, we can even get back on this as a topic of discussion. Um, run streaks lead to injuries, which is, I don't necessarily disagree with that because I actually recently heard a podcast in which two people were actually talking about the production of run streaks and how someone actually declined in their statistics because they tried, they worried more about their run streak than their training. Um, so if anybody wants to talk, we can definitely talk about that. And again, I want to preface that we're not knocking anybody on a run streak. Um, it's just like, if you're trying to get optimal training, it might not be the best idea, but it's really, really cool. If you're just, um, if that is your optimal goal. Um, and then lastly, uh, yeah, as you said too, this group, isn't just runners, it's everybody. We have CrossFitters, we have swimmers, 
Um, and then we have people that just go out in their garage and they sling weights and absolute savage and pretty much have like a little bodybuilding gym um, and, and guns that it might even be why she's outside right now. Cause her arms might not even fit in her house. Um, so that might be why she's outside. So we're going to, uh, yeah, you see, I'm talking to you. So you're next Sylvia. Tell us about what this group means to you. Well, I went inside. I'm in the garage now, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, she's in the gym. Um, we speak of. Look at that. Yeah. Are you doing, are you doing squats while you're talking to us right now? Uh, no, no, I'm actually <laughs> just sitting on the treadmill right now. Oh, we, we um, have a, we have a request. Um, uh, we, the, the group wants to see a flex. Show the guns. Show the guns. Okay, I'll try one. There's Damn! But, if, but they get angry when you lift weights. That's when they, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, <clears throat> so for me, I want to say that I, I guess I joined this group. You accepted my request probably, I don't know, a month and a half or so, maybe two months ago. Um, I saw your post on Run the Year inviting people to this page. So I requested from, from that. And um, I, I just want to say that it's absolutely amazing how, how you've put this group together and all the work that you put into it. Um, so much time. And I mean, I'm, I'm really appreciative to your hard work and your efforts. And what it means to me this is where everything comes together. This group is so awesome because I am one of those people that um, I'm very active in the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, my secretary meetings, I work on the um, 24 hour helpline. Um, I connect when I wake up first thing in the morning with a group of about seven of my, I call them my litter mates, my people that, um, I've gotten to know really well over the past five years um, on our journey so far together. And, um, but this group, it's different because this group combines the passion for fitness and for, you know, being completely healthy, not just mind, not just spirit, not just mental, but physical as well. It like blends all the components together. And even though I'm, you know, been very fortunate to find, you know, my people, um, not all of them, but some in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, they don't share the passion for fitness. And this is something that's evolved through <clears throat> me actually being able to be upright, not blacked out, and <laughs> able to, you know, be awake and move around and do things during the day. Um, I've adopted, you know, passion for fitness. And as I said, that's not really shared with the folks that, um, you know, in the room, Alcoholics Anonymous, not the ones that I go to anyway. So it's really cool to have it both here. And I agree, it was said before, we've got everyone on this page. We've got people of all different types of fitness activities, levels, just what they like to do. And then also people just being completely vulnerable and honest with where they are in their journey. And, you know, when people share, you know, hey, you know, I had a slip. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still in, I'm in today. And, you know, that's so awesome because that's all any of us has is today. And so, um, and it's a great reminder. It's like, yeah, we wake up, we give it our all, and then we do it all again tomorrow. So, and I love that it's, you know, the ODAT one day at a time, because that's, that's completely all it is. Um, I mean, I get, 
the only person that I can talk about both things, you know, my, um, you know, my recovery and my alcoholism and my fitness is my husband and he doesn't do either. He can't stand exercising <laughs> and he's not an alcoholic. He's not an addict of any, there's something wrong with him though, because he's stuck with me and, uh, we've been together for 10 years and I've only been sober five. So, um, anyhow, that's enough out of me for now, but I just want to say thank you for this group it means a lot. I'm mute, Miguel. Damn it. I thought I had the space bar press. Thanks, Phil. You're my savior on this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Sylvia, thank you so much for that. And um, Mike also chimed in and said to convert him. And we obviously know he wasn't talking about converting him into an alcoholic. So Mike is telling us to tell you to turn your husband into a runner. Um, I think you can do that. And we'll definitely circle back to that. Um, like I said, uh, the last person that we have right now to kind of share what the group means to him is going to be Phil. And then after this, we're going to jump into the first topic um, in which Mike is going to kick us off with. Um, but before we get there, go ahead and uh, Phil, your turn to tell us uh, what this group means to you. And thank you for letting me know when I'm on mute. Hey, I'll keep you straight, Mix. Don't worry. Um, yeah, I my sobriety date is May 25th, 2009. And... Um, when I first started going to meetings, I went every day. They did the 90-90, and then I just went way beyond that and definitely went to more than 365 meetings in my first year. You know, it's just some days I went to a couple meetings. And um, and as time went by, my job changed. I got a little bit more comfortable in my sobriety, and uh, I I started going, I was a weekend warrior. I was pretty much only going the weekends on uh, Saturday and Sunday, sometimes Friday night, you know, and, and then, you know, other things, con you know, contact with other alcoholics during the week, you know, talking to a sponsor and things like that. But, um, and then this year hit, the pandemic hit. And uh, just one more thing. I just, I naturally, I started um, in implementing some of the things that I learned in AA into my running. And I'm kind of a new runner. I've only been running for about, uh, I guess about four or five years right now. And there were times when I'm out on the trail and I'm like, oh man, I don't really feel like I'm done. I'm going to walk now. And I, and I would see something up ahead and I said, okay, you run to that. And then you can make a decision whether you want to walk or run, you know, because it's the same thing one day at a time. My first sponsor, I said, man, I can't, wrap my head around never having another drink again and he goes well don't think about that just think about not having a drink today and I'm like okay it's a simple concept I said well that that guy's my sponsor now so so then May hit and my meeting my meeting shut down and they, did, they didn't have any meetings for all I'm not my home group has had meetings every single day for like 20 years we would have a snowstorm and two alcoholics would show up and they would have a meeting and they would say, okay, we had a meeting. And then COVID hit and they shut us down. Um, and I resisted going to Zoom meetings for a long time. I didn't, go to, I didn't go to any meeting at all for like six months. And then I started um, easing back into going to these Zoom meetings. And now actually real live meetings are starting to open up yet. So I think in the next couple of weeks, I've, got, I've been lucky enough, I've gotten both my shots, so I'm ready to go back into a regular meeting. But in the meantime, just having something like this and 
the Facebook thing and, and, and then listening to the podcast has just been, it's just extra uh, sandbags keeping that water out, you know, or, you know, worse than water or whatever. And it's just, an, like I said earlier, it's just another tool and that I can use to, uh, you know, that's the one thing you get, you get, I have more than a decade in, you know, I've been, I've been blessed and, and lucky. And, and I, I heard so many people who have had more time than me who have slipped up and, and, and relapsed or whatever. So I got to be mindful of that. And I, you know, so I think that maybe last year I was playing with fire by not going to uh, meetings for a long time. On the other hand, where the, when the rest of the world was slowing down, I was like crazy as heck. I mean, I was working, UPS is driving me crazy. I'm delivering toilet paper and medical things and things that people <laughs> couldn't go into the stores anymore. So I was really, really busy. So I, I, I definitely wasn't thinking about drinking, but um, I just decided I need to, it's time to uh, double down on my program. So, and ODAT Nation is definitely uh, a big part of that. So, you know, as like you said, me, you and I had like a, our own little meeting on uh, the trail last Sunday, you know, that was pretty cool. Absolutely. And uh, um, tomorrow, actually, just for our listeners as well, tomorrow I'm actually uh, interviewing Phil and we'll be having his one-on-one story, which will be featured on the podcast in a few weeks. Um, so really looking forward to that as well. So you'll get to hear that in detail story, which we'll be talking about that particular run as well. Um, we'll go into more detail on that tomorrow. Um, but, but thank you for sharing that. Um, I do have one last question for you. Uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, did you consider stealing anyone's toilet paper? Nah, I'm not going to lose my job over. Uh, <laughs> no. Cool. All right. Uh, so we're going to go on. And, and again, I want to thank you so much, um, Mike, for staying with us longer um, than expected. I know you have a million things going on um, with school and just trying to focus on everything. Uh, so we're going to get into our first fun topic of today, which is going to be um, shoes. Uh, something we were talking about earlier, um, anybody that knows me knows I have a full-blown shoe addiction. Um, I was already a sneakerhead when it came to just shoes in school. Um, always tried to get the newest Uptowns, the newest Jordans, whatever was out, I was trying to get them. Always wanted the freshest stuff. And then uh, running, running only made that worse um, because now I have two types of shoes I got to get as well. So, um, And then workout shoes as well. So my collection is just unbelievably blown up. And even just today, because I'm... <laughs> I'm a degenerate when it comes to buying shoes and I'm completely okay with this. Even today, I bought three more pairs of shoes today and I probably have over 30 pairs of shoes that don't even have a hundred miles on them yet. So, uh, I mean, if any, on the bright side though, if anything ever happens, I have like five to 10 years where I could be without a job and still continue running. Cause I'll have plenty of a uh, clean tread. So from, for, for a guy who can run 50 miles through a trail, like a gosh, darn savage, um, and still then come back and get into the books and then, you know, and then still find time to hop onto the podcast for us. Uh, what does a superhero like Mike wear on his feet when he's doing stuff like this? Mike, you with us, brother? I can't see. I don't have my glasses on because these headphones are killing me. What, uh, what brand is that? I think you're on mute if you're talking, Mike. Can you guys hear me now? Yes. Okay, cool. Sorry, I don't know why my mic went out. All right, so these are my Brooks Adrenaline. I just get some junk miles in on them. I think this pair has like 580 right now. So if I'm going out for like 
just some pavement miles, like anywhere from like five to 10 to 15, I'll wear these guys. Um, I've been wearing them for a while, actually, just that specific style and brand. Um, and then these are fuel cell prisms. I've worn Those them. Those is fire. I love that yeah, color. Yeah, they're quick. They're super light. Um, these are the ones that I ran for the ODAT race. Which, which you didn't just run. I want to point out you were the first place half marathon finisher. You didn't just run. You fucking smoked us, bro. You smoked us. And damn, you made those shoes look good. All right. And then I'm going to go into these. I got these. Like my first run in them was today. They're Solomon brand. I don't know if you guys have ever run in Solomon's before. They're specific for trail, kind of expensive. Um, the cool thing about them is they have like a lace-up tightening strap. So if you guys have ever been snowboarding or anything like that, um, this is very similar to a lace system for a snowboard boot. Um, I really like these a lot. The only thing is that they're kind of expensive, like 180 bucks for a Ooh. pair. And then last but not least, I'm transitioning to a zero drop minimalist shoe. I don't know if you guys have heard much about that, but zero drop means the heel drop on a normal shoe. I'll actually show them both so that you can see. Do you see how there's a lot of foam underneath the heel here? And if you look under this, there's absolutely nothing. There's almost no support. It's like a wide toe box for like a more natural fit so that your toes can feel the ground as you run. Um, the only thing with them is that uh, your uh, your calf muscles are going to get super sore when you start to run with them. What brand is um, that? What's that? What brand is that? It's zero X E R O. Okay. I've never even um, heard of that. Yeah. They're, uh, they're based out of Colorado. We were driving down to a 50 K and we were listening to a running podcast and the owner came on as like a guest speaker and he pitched him and I was like, all right, that sounds like right up my alley. So that's my that's collection. Super. That's super, super cool. Um, and thank you for sharing that. I, and I, I, I have a, a guilty um, announcement as well. Uh, I feel pretty stupid for this when I found out. So as long as I've been running, I actually always thought that Solomon and Samming were the same brand. And I thought I was just seeing it differently. It wasn't until today when I saw a Solomon and a Samming next to each other. And I was like, wait, that's not the same. Um, so I, I'll admit, I'm, I feel like a dummy for that one. I just found out today. And it's funny that you pull out a pair of Solomon's. Um, I, it's one of the, and I've actually never owned either brand. So that's probably why I also didn't know, but I like that rotation. Um, I actually have some of my shoes being brought up right now. Um, so like I said, I did some shopping today. The first ones, um, are, I got these now keep in mind, none of these shoes I can speak from as far as running in them because they're all brand new, but these are just today's purchases. Um, so we have the, uh, the fuel cell rebel by new balance. Uh, I found these actually when I was, uh, shopping with my son today and, uh, these, when I looked at the review on them, they, they seem, they have extremely high reviews on, uh, like a speed flat, um, specifically for like nice, like five K's and 10 K's. Um, I'm actually probably going to take them out for a little, uh, training run, uh, this weekend if the weather is nice and I might actually use them for my five K next week which is actually my first live non-marathon of the year 
And so I might break these bad boys in for that. I'm really excited. Um, they're super, super light. And I love new new balance is probably my favorite brand for running in so far. Um, of the 30 plus running shoes I have, I'd probably say at least a dozen of them are different, uh, new balances. Um, specifically probably one of my favorite pairs I have right now. Uh, I had the, uh, original beacons in which I use for my tempo running and I, I love them a lot. And, um, I have a couple, uh, there, um, they also have one that is just called the more, and it has a lot of cushioning and they're like really, really nice for a long run. Um, because they, they kind of keep you, uh, they keep you fresh since your since your long runs and training, obviously are supposed to be a little bit of a slower pace. They're really, really nice. Cause they provide a lot of cushioning. There's a nice heel drop and it feels really, really good. Um, next, these next two shoes are again, shoes that I've never worn this brand right here. 361 degrees is a shoe that I've actually only ever had one of their shoes in the line. I've, I've worn their Meraki. Um, and I like the Meraki so much that I actually bought it in three different colors. Cause I really like the way they look and the way they feel. And I found a sale on them. So after I got the first ones and I liked them, I bought two more in different colors and I was a big fan. Um, these are specifically, sorry, I'm trying to find the name of them. Oh, these are the fierce. So if anyone's never heard of 361, their kind of slogan is uh, one degree beyond. Um, and again, as a sneakerhead, if you can see this picture, these are one of these, I didn't even get them out on the, the training. Like the, they let you run around the block to make sure they feel good before you take them out of the run store. And um, total admission, I don't even care if I thought these would be comfortable or not. I already knew I was going to buy them just because the color is so fresh. The color just screams like nice summer run. Um, and I just love all of it. And it's, it's really cool. Um, and they, I did actually get to take them on a, a, a quick little spin around the block at the run store. And they're super, super comfortable. Um, I plan on using these for my tempo training this summer and those look exciting. And then this next brand is actually, this is the one I was talking about, Mike. Um, I've never even heard of this brand before today. Uh, Topo T O P O. Um, never heard of it. Um, but I've been transitioning into Newton's recently. My local run store got me into Newton's cause they have like the whole lug nut turnover, which is nice for your, um, your mid to four foot striking, um, and like you were saying too, they actually specialize in not having much of a drop. Um, so like you said, you really got to strengthen your calves or that can kind of become an issue with your Achilles and your calves. Um, but they really were strengthened up and they're really nice. And then, so the nice people at the run store today, um, actually got me in these. So these are the, uh, the Topo phantoms. Um, they got like a nice little square toe box. They're really, really comfortable. Um, I have wide feet, so they're nice and wide, super, super comfortable. Um, and then they have kind of like a little lug nut system under it where you can kind of roll over. But if you've ever walked in a Newton and then walk in these, you can feel that it's slightly a different, um, it's not as intensive a lug nut as the Newtons are. Um, but these are still really, really cool. And I like them a lot. Um, even though I only got like a quarter mile in them, I'm really excited to try these this summer as well and have some fun with them. Um, and then I'll probably be circling back after people talk about shoes because I was a little slacking and unprepared and my favorite pair of shoes I bought this summer to run a half marathon in aren't even up here. So I'm going to hand it over to whoever wants to go next and talk about what they're training in while I go grab the Newtons. Who wants to take the mic from me? Somebody step up. Hi, I can. Right. Can you hear before, me? Yes, hear. Sylvia, before you jump on, I'm going to tell you talk for at least three minutes because I got to step away. I got to run to the basement. So go ahead. Okay. Um, for me, I love Mizuno. Um, <clears throat> I haven't had a pair of Mizunos yet that I don't like. 
Um, I certainly have pairs that I like better than others. Um, <clears throat> probably my favorite pair I've ever had. Um, I don't run in them anymore, but I don't, I kept them because I still wear them around the house or, you know, just for a short walk or around town. This is, um, these are Wave Creation 15. Um, I like, you could see, you can kind of see through the bottom, like the little holes, little cushion. It kind of gives you some um, bounce, I guess, on the heel. Um, so that's the Wave Creation 15. Um, these are the Wave Creation 17s and very similar, but the 15s I liked better. Um, then I have the Wave Prophecies. These are Wave Prophecy 8. Yeah, eight. And these have even more of the cushion, the bounce. I still like the Creation 15s the best. Um, then I have some Wave Inspire. My husband actually bought me the Wave Inspire 16s. These don't have the cutout bottom, but they still have a lot of cushioning. Um, these are actually very comfortable. Really like these ones. Um, I also have the Let's see, these ones are the Wave Knit, um, the Prophecy Wave Knit. And these are actually a men's pair. All the shoes I showed you were women's. These, I really like the color, the black and the, um, the real dark blue. So I went ahead and got the men's and these are real nice. Um, the Wave Knit around the toes, awesome. And so those are all the, Mizunos that I currently have, I've, you know, the ones that I really shouldn't wear at all anymore, I've had to toss because I'll keep wearing them if I don't toss them. Um, I do have, recently I did get a pair of New Balance that I've put into the rotation. These are just uh, 680s. They're kind of plain, but they're really comfortable. I've kind of been impressed with those because, you know, I pretty much only wear Mizuno. Um, and then I also have, one pair of, I don't know if you say it, Saucony, Saucony, I don't know. These I are the ride ISOs. Okay, yeah. And these are these are actually really, these are like super cushion, like almost like running on a cloud. Those are the um, ISO, which ones? The ISO which? ISO. Uh, the, um, are those the guys? Ride. Ride. Yeah, ride. Yeah, the Ever Run Ride. Um, and then I do have a pair of Hoka. Um, they're okay. I don't, they're not for me. Those hey, are. Hey, 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 I, no. Hoka's are my marathon <laughs> shoes. <laughs> no, mine, mine, mine have been Mizuno. Mizuno has been my thing. And so you know, a lot of people are like, you know, eh. these are, these are what I've only run one full marathon. And these were what I wore for my full marathon. These are my, they got me through. And the story with that is I didn't even plan to run the full marathon. I was only signed up to run two legs but two of the teammates bailed. So nice. I did it anyway. The uh, um, Mizuno, I actually, real quick, I actually, when I was at the run store today, they were, um, I tried on a pair of um, uh, Mizunos and I really, really liked them, but they didn't actually have uh, my size available. Um, I almost bought What my kind were they? Ah, uh, shit, I'd be lying if I said I even knew. Um, it was just something they suggested, but they didn't have my size, but it's definitely, um, I almost got my first pair of Mizunos today if they would have had my size. Yeah, I'd like, it's kind of funny now looking at the ones that I currently have that I wear, they're like all blue. See, I have <laughs> these guys, these, then I've got 
you know, these ones, like I said here, they're blue too. Um, then I've got, well, these ones are kind of purple and gray, but anyway, so I've got them all on my app, you know, as far as I rotate them out to log which ones have which miles, because I totally swap them out at a, right around 350, maybe 400 miles max. And so they're gone. I also want to point out that Mike says sign up for a half marathon and run a marathon. Typical Sylvia story. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Before I don't, I don't want to interrupt you. Were you still showing one more pair? No, 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 no. I was just cool. saying, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear what other people are using because I've been like only using Mizuno, but I'm, I'm trying, trying different brands to see if something else, you cool. know, may be better for me. So, these, these are uh, three that I ran downstairs and grabbed real quick. These are ones that um, I have found from experience as well. These are a couple of my favorites. Like I said, I'm a huge New Balance fan. So these are the Moors. As you can see, like they almost look like high heels. Um, there's so much of a drop. And these things are so, so, so soft. Um, and they're so comfortable too. It's like, I think uh, I did for the, for the marathon, I did my 22-mile run in these. And my legs just felt like I felt like I went on a recovery run. Like these things are so comfortable and they're so soft. I definitely wouldn't, you definitely can't pick up pace in these um, because they're just like a little bit heavier because there is so much cushioning and so much of a drop, but they're, they're super, super comfortable. And um, I highly suggest them for, for long running, especially when you got to get at slower pace. Um, popping into next here, the, uh, the Skechers go run. Um, it's funny too, growing up Skechers was, or, uh, yeah, these are the hyper burst go runs, uh, growing up, um, Skechers, I feel like at my age group was always like the brand that was almost kind of like a cheap brand. You couldn't like wear Skechers kids would make fun of you. Um, but I, I came across these and I've, I only have probably about 25 miles in these, probably about like four or five tempo runs, but these things are unbelievable. They, they're so, so light despite, despite how bulky they look. Um, super, super nice sock upper, like really, really fit around the ankle, and I absolutely love them, um, and they're super cool. And then these are my bad boys. These aren't these I haven't even worn yet. So these these shoes I hyped up because I got the Newton Fates, and now I'm converting into Newton. So these are a shoe that um, I followed for two months. I waited for this shoe to come out, so that way I can literally buy it on release date. Um, I bought a lot of Jordans on release date. This is the first time I ever bought a pair of running shoes on release date. Um, didn't care what they cost. I was just like, sign me up as soon as they come in. Um, they're the Newton Distance 10. They just came out last month. If you look at the bottom, they're still brand new white. I literally haven't logged one run in these yet. Um, I'm actually going to start. I'm going to, my plan is to actually only put two training runs on them and, or um, just two like recovery runs just to break them in. And the first time I'm actually going to go to war in these is uh, for my half marathon um, this summer. So I really, really want to see what these can can do. I'm really excited. Um, and I just love the colorway, uh, the red, white, and blue. I can't wait to like – these like scream run a half marathon in July. So I can't wait. Mm -hmm. Like these are so cool looking. Um, but I don't want to take up too much time with my shoes. I showed off a bunch of pair. Does anybody else have anything that they want to show off in the run shoe world over here before we get to another topic? Well, I got mine out, so I might as well show a couple of things that I've been running with. So um, these are my 
old hokas. These are close to being retired. I like I like hokas because I love I, that color. I, it, I run a lot in uh, out when I run outdoors, especially in the warmer months. I don't. I, I prefer running on the street instead of the trails, but I want to be seen. So I, I try to dress as loudly as I can and not wear dark color shoes. I normally, in, in, in the fashion sense, I kind of gravitate towards uh, darker colors, like, you know, UPS brown. You know? But, um, I've been running with these for about a year now, and these are Nikes, and I just kind of like the way they look, but they do have some really good cushion, and they're light. <clears throat> this is like, like uh like like sweat jacket material you know so they're, they're they're like air on top and they have a lot of toe room so you don't uh get that uh black toe syndrome as much as we runners get a lot you know so <clears throat> and then my wife gave me these for christmas per my request because i saw a lot of uh online uh talk about uh brooks and these are the brooks ghosts you know and I say I, I, she got me the size that I told her to get, and I think that, that Brooks must run a little small because they are just a little bit tight. So they'll never be like I'll never run a half a marathon or anything up above that. And I'm, um, you know, they're just for uh, pretty much they're just my treadmill. These are my indoor uh, tread shoes because you know you don't run on outdoor shoes on your tread. You know, at least not in my house. And then, um, and speaking of Peloton, I I just. They sold a shoe. I'm a sucker, and I bought it because I like the way they looked. And um, is that a run shoe? It is a run shoe. By I, don't know Peloton. I thought Peloton only made uh, like a uh, bike clippings. No, they had these last year. They're hard to get, and as you, I've never even used them yet. You know, but you know, we all have shoes in our closet that we haven't used yet. You know, so uh, um, I forget. I forget. The, it's it, it's a well known name of that of. Uh, a shoe manufacturer that makes them and I can't remember they make them for Peloton I can't find anywhere on here any clues as to who really oh it's made in China you know so that doesn't <laughs> a lot you know so um yeah that's just the uh, four of them I got like the rest of us you know uh, not as many as you Miguel but I probably got about 30 pairs of shoes so I love it I love and, I, and I do toss them after about 350. I, I, I always wonder, like the people like at the runs, sometimes you see at the runs where people, they take shoe donations. I'm like, what do they really do with them? You know, I mean, do people want those shoes that we have sweated in and put 350 miles in? But yeah, I think that's anyway, exactly what they do. Because um, what happens is, I mean, let's just be honest and let's just let's just put it out there, too. Um, you know, we're we're fortunate. We can go out Very and we can different. we can we can go out and we can buy these shoes brand new. Um, and obviously I guess this will get us into another topic as well. Um, unless anybody else wanted to show off a shoe. And if you do, we'll definitely circle right back. I, I see you, Nani. I'll get right back to you. Um, but, uh, I think this is very, very, uh, fortunate of us. Um, you know, we're, we're in a good spot. You know, a lot of us have quit drinking. A lot of us have quit drugging. A lot of us have quit doing other stuff. And like I said earlier, uh, shoes over booze. Um, you know, a lot of us just have extra money. Um, from quitting our addictions. And I think that uh, we're in a fortunate spot where we can like pour, pour a lot of that into the next addiction or the next habit or our fitness goals. And, you know, you might pop up with 30 shoes, but let's face it, there's people out there who don't even know how their next bill is getting paid and they want to go out and get a run. So quite frankly, they don't give a shit if your shoe has 500 miles. They don't care if it has a hole. They don't care if it smells like you. They don't care. 
Um, they just want a pair of shoes to run in. So I think that's exactly what happens. Um, and they're they're even if they just get a couple runs in them, uh, they're they're just super happy to have a pair of shoes that they might not have had to pay for. Um, so I, I think that's very, very fortunate if you're donating them. That's super, super cool. Um, I was actually just talking to my mom about this earlier is I have so many shoes, but yeah, when I retire them, like I want to be able to like hand them over to someone. I don't want to just like throw them away or leave them in my basement, just collecting dust because they retired. Cause what good is that? Let's pass them on to someone that can at least get a couple miles and see what's cool. Um, so with that being said on that, on that note, uh, go ahead, Nani, start flexing. You know, you know, I wanted to flex on you, Megs. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Oh, hold on. We're going to backtrack because we you, were thought, gonna... you thought you were going to get away. <laughs> no. And to be honest, I forgot. So, so before she starts showing off, I'm going to let y'all know when we recorded our podcast, we talked for a couple minutes. I pop up one day and I'm like, all right, cool. Here's my little shoe shelf. This is what I'm working with. I, I And you know what? I'm not even going to be humble here. I'm just, I'm, I don't care if I sound cocky. I don't give a shit on this one. So I only had uh, probably about 70% of my shoes in the picture. And then I posted up and I'm like, this is what I'm working out. And then Nani pops in, excuse me, hold my beer. <laughs> and then pops up with more shoes. I'm like, oh word, that's how we flexing. So I felt insulted. And I'm like, you know, not even all my shoes are on this shelf right now. These are just the ones I can fit. So remind me, because as soon as this podcast episode is over, I'm organizing everything and I'm flexing the shit out of tonight. Um, but anyway, uh, let's do <laughs> it on a more positive note. Go ahead and show us what you're rolling with. Cause I know you have lots of options over there. Um, I, I do. Um, I used to be a beach bum alcoholic and I had hundred pair of flip-flops and always a swimsuit in my car. And now I have a hundred pair of tennis shoes. Probably not, not really, but, um, and always a running outfit in my car. It's just completely shifted. And I love that. Um, and I love what you were referring to about the donations because you're so, you're so right. You know, we're all very blessed and we've got our shit together and we've prioritized our life to afford these things. And this is our passion now. This is where we put our money in. And I am going to shame you a little bit also for enabling my other addiction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Dennis is going to be upset with you. <laughs> Like he finally got me to stop buying shoes for a couple of months. Um, but so my favorite, my favorite all-time shoe, I'll just start with the best for me has been the Hyperion Tempo by Brooks. And I know a lot of the companies are coming out with these steel plates in the, in the forefoot to make you spring forward. I can't stand those. They really hurt my foot. So this is, um, these are some of the pairs I've gotten recently are like the level under that propelling thing that they've made with the steel so so last year i found these the, these were my first hyperion tempo um by brooks and they're just really really lightweight it's like a dry fit material and the the shoestrings are even kind of elasticy feeling and they're just like fucking air they're amazing <laughs> and i I haven't run an actual race in them because of COVID. Actually, I didn't, I guess I did my third marathon in them, but it wasn't an official race. I ran it all by myself. It was dreadful. But um, so yeah, I guess those did me good for that. Um, I was, I was a, a, well, not addicted, but I got really into the On brand by, I think it's a Swedish company. My another, run coach. Another brand I've never used. 
Yeah, they're good. Um, they, oh, well, this, this is my my newest pair, though. This is um, light gray with hot pink. Like and they are the uh, Brooks Hyperion Tempo. They finally made some more colors. For the longest time, they only had the black and blue, which drove me crazy. But so when they got more colors, I had to get a new pair. So I've replenished those. And um, so the on brand was what I ran my first two marathons in. And that story was cool because I went to Miami for my very first marathon. Like Mike, it was in 2019. And um, I was training in some Sauconies and some Brooks that were kind of heavy and cushioned, which I thought was helping me like prevent injury, but it was actually kind of masking some injuries. And because I guess like the more cushion you have, the less you feel what's really happening. So it can kind of like, I don't know, fake you out. And, um, so I started getting lighter shoes with less cushioning, but, um, when I got to Miami, I had these bricks of shoes and then the forecast switched to poured pouring down rain for the whole race. And I was, I was worried that when my bricks got wet, it would be even heavier. So at the, at the expo, I saw this on brand and I really just liked the color. It was like black and white and it matched my outfit. So I was like, well, I'm going to try this lighter shoe because it's going to be raining and they'll be wet. So that's kind of how that started. And then when I got my run coach, he happened to be um, sponsored by on and gave me a discount code. So I'm always a sucker for a sale like you, Migs. Um, so then I ended up with like, well, um, the that's part of my collection and um so i ended up with how many shoes are right there well um i'll tell you later i'll count them later <laughs> they're not all running shoes i you know i work on my feet so i, I let the record show that she just there. let the record show that she just fanned at least 25 to 30 pairs of shoes on a shelf in front of us that's true. But so the on cloud flow was my two, my go-to for my long runs um, back in 2019. And then I got a couple, I got a cloud surfer the, by the on brand. And then um, these, these guys were really cool. They're really lightweight also. This is by the on, but these are supposed to be race flats. And so like Mike was saying earlier, it's got more of a, a it's hard to tilt. Um, it does have kind of a, a drop but less than than like the brooks do the ghost i have a few pairs of those those are really high cushioned though so i don't i don't wear them as much anymore so then i got bored with the ons and that's why when i found the brooks hyperion tempo and i also like i always kind of go back to the saucony Kinvara. those are my kind of my my go-to i bought these for myself just because i was running the chicago marathon they're white and blue and they're like chicago colors so they were fun i didn't run the marathon in them i i, I did that one in the in the um cloud flows also but they are also pretty in blue <laughs> so that's and my my donation pile in the garage goes from like asics from 2015 to like the stupid expensive nike zoom vapor fly things with the steel plate that i hated so there's like 200 dollars pair of shoes sitting in the garage just waiting for like someone to want them because i don't <laughs> so i need to i need to get i need to get my priorities straight and like make some donations and figure out where all those are going because and then the hokas i've tried and they also weren't really for me sorry guys um they just they just i 
I got a pair of New Balance just to try them because I was bored and they're okay. Um, oh, these, okay, last one and then I'll stop. These um, endorphin speeds, these are really nice. And this is another one of the, the latest Saucony um, brands that they made that has the steel plate. But again, there's that one is like the Endorphin Speed Pro or something or Elite. And this is the one under that. So it doesn't have the steel plate in it, but it's still pretty, um, pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, those, those are pretty dope. So, um, I, so as far my like my feelings on Saucony. So um, and I just want to point out to my first pair of running shoes that I ever bought. Um, I went to a Dick's Sporting Goods and I know nothing about buying running shoes. And I just say, hey, I'm getting run. I'm getting ready to run a Tough mutter, um, and I'm going to be running outside. So get me shoes that are just good for outdoor running. And it's funny, weirdly enough, it was actually my sister's friend who was working at Dick's at the time. Um, and clearly, I mean, she doesn't know tons about specific running shoes the way we know. Um, she just knows what they teach you when you get hired at Dick's. So she got me in what was the, the A6 gel venture sixes at the time were like their newest pair. Um, and that was probably around that same time frame. It might've been like 2013, 14, 15. And it's funny because now that I look back and now that I actually know about shoes, that was actually a pair of, that's actually trail running shoes. Um, and so I didn't even know that and I'm using them for outdoor runs. And no wonder I used to get like shin splints regularly and they weren't as comfortable as I thought they should be. And, um, which actually gets me into the Saucony's too. Cause again, the Saucony's I bought a pair of ISO guide two. um, again, before ever going to a store and getting fitted for a pair of shoes and understanding running, it was just like, Hey, these are on sale. I really like the color. And, um, I got the, uh, the ISO guides and, um, what I found out later is that I'm actually a neutral pronation. So the ISO guides are actually uh, stability. And so one day I showed like, you know, I have like five pair of shoes and uh, a knowledgeable runner actually tells me, hey, in this picture, you have four neutral shoes and one stability shoe. Are you aware of that? And so like since then, I haven't put too, too much into the ISO, um, but I'm interested to try some more Sauconies soon and um, trying stuff. And then I also going to say too, cause I've never done this on the podcast. Um, but I'm going to say it now because we're talking shoes. I've never, I've never, uh, plugged for money. I've never plugged for sponsorships, but if the right people are hearing this episode, you had five people in here, uh, flexing, you know, pictures are showing over a hundred pairs of shoes between five people in here. So if you are a running shoe brand and you didn't hear your name brought up, or for example, if you work for Hoka and you want to prove Nani wrong, send some free shoes and I promise you she'll give it a shot. Um, if, if anybody from Brooks is listening or Mizuno, if you want, or on, and you want to send me my first pair, um, I'd be more than happy to try them out and, and show them off on social media for you. Um, but this is one of the few plugs I'm going to do because I don't feel bad. If anybody wants to send us free shoes because we're talking about them, cool. And then maybe on another Meet the Gang episode, we can, we can shout them out and show them off for you. Um, but there's, there's a lot of cool stuff going on and we literally just spent about 45 minutes just talking about shoes and it's so cool because we're runners. So who cares? It's so much fun. And I, I know right. people are listening to this and like, holy shit. Like maybe some people are like appreciating this. Uh, some people are probably already clicked the skip button and went to the next episode of the podcast. And I don't care either way because we're just having so much fun with this episode and I don't, this is just so much fun. Um, but I think we're done talking about shoes now. Um, 
And I'm not sure who's still popping in at this point. It looks like this might, um, this might be everybody unless anyone pops in soon. The who who has something they want to talk about? Does anybody? I don't want to say like burning desires because, like I said in the beginning, um, this isn't really the episode for talking about like. I don't want to say talking about the struggle because we can always talk about the struggle and anybody in here can always text and reach out in the group and anybody will talk. But as far as like the actual episode here, um, this is kind of more in a positive light and we're focusing on what we have going on in future goals. Oh, duh. I don't know why I just answered my own question. Let's talk goals. We have four people here. Um, I'm going to start off with the person that we um, haven't heard from in a while because um, my mom is not obsessed like us. And she doesn't have a million pairs of shoes for going out and working out. And it's just whatever's comfortable, whatever's convenient. Um, uh, unless you're about to prove me otherwise. Um, but if not, let's just talk goals and let's just talk ambitions. Let's talk what we want to do with our life. The weather is getting nice for anybody who lives in a state that deals with snow and cold weather and all that bullshit. The leaves are back on the trees. We're getting 50 degree weather, 60 degree weather. We have nice stuff coming up. Um, Let's uh oh shit. I don't know why I forgot about this. Last pair. So this is the pair I was I wanted to flex off the most because they're not mine. So my son is two years old. He's gonna be three next month, May 14th. Um, shout out. He uh he crashed our anniversary, actually. Uh, um, our first anniversary was spent in the hospital um <laughs> with him, but he actually has his first race this weekend. And he's running a 70, uh, a 75 yard dash or a 50 yard dash with other two and three year olds. And, uh, we just actually picked up his bib. Like how, how cool is this? Um, my, my two year old who's about to be three, uh, ma try not to cry because your, your little meatball, your little meatball is officially by the way, my, my mom calls my youngest son meatball. Um, that's me and my mom is Mima. So that's Mima's meatball. So anyway, um, here's three times. Here's Bronx's first bib ever. He's going to be oh. number 34 this weekend in the healthy kids running series. And I'm so, so excited when I took him actually to the running store today. Um, I swear he knew what the shoes were for. I said, come here. Mm -hmm. And normally like he would just walk to me if I tell him, come here. But when he put on the shoes and he was kind of like on the other side of the aisle, he literally ran to me. And I was like, this is so cool. Like you knew what you were doing for these shoes. And it really, really made me excited. Um, so we're going to flex. These are what he's going to be wearing this weekend. Uh, we have some little, some little toddler new balances. Um, shout out the great people over at Moyers run shoe, uh, Moyers shoes in Quakertown, Pennsylvania, a brick and mortar family owned uh, store. That's been open for 60 years. Now it's on the third generation. Um, so I want to show them some love, but y'all know, I love good colors. This we have a dark color with some, um, peach or mango whatever you want to call it some light blue these are super super cool and um i feel bad for the other kids in this race because uh look who his father is he's about to smoke him this weekend so you're looking at a future olympian what what is, are we in 2021 and he's two so let's see we have the olympics in 2022 hey, let's shoot like 2034 or something 20 2030 move your camera up because please oh. move your camera up just a little so you can sit and talk okay yeah, all right so in 2038 um, we're going to have a future Olympian. So right now you're looking at the first shoes of a future Olympian. And you can say that you saw him first, uh, when you see him winning the gold medal. So yeah, there you go. Those are flexing. Those are cool. All right. So we're going to get off of shoes because we just spent so much time talking about that. Um, and like I said, if you didn't like one more thing, Meg, 
Yeah. You, you mentioned brick and mortar. Yeah. Because you know you did it for the right grandmother. Ma, mute yourself. You're talking and people are trying to talk. Go ahead, Phil. Sorry. No, I think I think it's great when you, if you buy your shoes, and we buy a lot of shoes as often as possible, buy them from the local guy downtown or whatever. You know, instead of ordering, I know it's, and I'm a UPS guy, I deliver a lot of online stuff, you know, so I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot here, but I think that, you know, it really is important to support the local business people out there. So. And I'm going to, I'm going to take you one step further, especially because you are a delivery guy. And I'm going to say too, especially because of the pandemic and the doors having to close on a lot of these places. And I was actually just talking about this today with the owner of the, of um, Keystone run store. And I was talking to them, um, my good friends over at Aardvark, which I want to plug. I'm going to say this name over and over. Aardvark Sports Shop. Aardvark Sports Shop. A-A-R-D-V-A-R-K. Just like the animal. Aardvark Sports Shop. If you're in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, stop in and find them. They're actually ranked as like one of the top um, private-owned run stores in the country. Um, they do a lot of really cool stuff. And their customer service is second to none. If you saw my last marathon, I actually wore one of their singlets. I'm showing them some love. They always take good care of me. Um, they take good care of anybody that comes in there. So um, I just want to plug the shit out of them because I love them and everything that they do. Um, with that being said, uh, what I was originally getting at is when the pandemic happened, a lot of them had to adjust and a lot of them were doing online fittings. You could literally just stand in front of your laptop. You could walk, they could check your pronation and then they would send you a pair of shoes. If you had an issue, um, you could send them back with their regular return policy. So these same mom and pop stores, these same brick and mortars, they're adjusting with the times. They know people are, some people might be scared to go out. People don't want to deal with the occupancy issues, waiting in lines to go in places and people are still supporting them. So a lot of these places are actually delivering. Um, a lot of them are even delivering free. If you hit a minimum of like 50 bucks and let's face it, where are you getting run shoes for less than 50 bucks anyway? So you're almost pretty much paying no delivery. Um, so it's, it's really cool. Um, but yeah, keep supporting because not only the big boxes deliver. So, um, you know, you, you can, you can do that as well. So you weren't necessarily just shooting yourself in the foot, Phil, because mom and pops are sending them out too. Um, so yeah, let's keep supporting. Um, I'm not knocking big boxes, but yeah, we got to keep, we got to keep the mom and pops open because you know, there's the ones that support our neighborhood, our community. Um, I've never seen a uh, Dick sporting goods or a foot locker manager, or in, uh, any of them, I've never seen them pop up at the local um, high school or the local track or the local community center and host a long run. I've never seen them put together a race. Um, I've never seen them do any of that, but our local run stores are. They're giving us places to be, be around people, um, do things. And it's, it's, it's unbelievable, like the passion that they have. So keep continuing the support. Um, and even though I've said it like 20 times, we're going to try and get away from shoes now. Um, so here we go. Uh, let's get into goals. Um, mom, unless you had, unless you had shoes, you wanted to flex off, which I don't think you did. Let's talk goals because, um, you, you have come a long way. Um, you were, I know you're not where you want to be now, as far as, uh, your weight or where you want to be with your goals and your fitness life. But I want to point out that at one point, you were um, significantly bigger than you even are now. And you went through and you worked your ass off. 310 pounds. You, you can dropped, say it. You dropped, I, I wasn't, wasn't going to do that. But um, you dropped a fuck ton of weight. You were meal prepping. You stuck on it. And, um, you know, let's just call a spade a spade. 
Um, just like anybody who slips up and picks up that drink or piss, picks up that drug, uh, you fell off the wagon. What happened? Literally. Um, and, and literally and, what happened. I went out to dinner one night and that was. Yep. And that's, that's the same, you know, going out to dinner is the same as going out to the bar for, for the wrong right. person who struggles with the same addiction. So let's, let's not downplay it. Let's, let's just call it what it is. Um, but we're back. Like I said, in the beginning of this episode, she has like three days in a row of doing the right thing. Um, and I'm really, really proud of that. So go ahead. A really cool thing about this Facebook group, which we talked about earlier, and I think Nani said it is accountability. Um, yeah. So let's let's focus on accountability. I want the four of us right now to hold each other accountable. I want to go around and I want everybody to name one goal. Today is April 16th. Everybody give me one goal by May 1st, starting with you, Ma. I actually have two, if that's okay. I don't give um, a shit. I need to walk every day. I need to walk every day. No matter how far, how long, I just need to get out and walk. Okay. And I am going to do my best not to drink Pepsi. Awesome. So that's, that's where we're my, accountable. That's my, that's my, that's my trigger. I, I, I don't know how to explain. Like food is my trigger, but Pepsi is my not soda. Just Pepsi. That's So that's my not to drink it. So what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do too, is uh, after this episode is over, I'm going to start a uh, little Facebook messenger thread with the four of us. Since we're the ones on here and we're doing this a little accountability thing, um, unless anybody objects, I'm going to start a little group thread for the four of us. And we're going to set a 14 day goal. I didn't even think about that. You know, April 16th, I didn't even think about that when I said May 1st, it's pretty much two weeks. So we are going to start there because, you know, it's one day at a time, one week at a time. Um, you just got to keep going. It's one thing at a time. And sometimes it takes, it takes you one day at a time to understand what one day at a time means. Um, so again, uh, let's, let's get that little, let's get that little thread going. And, and I think it'd be really cool if like for the next two weeks, every day, just pop in and say, how are we doing today? And let's try to check where our progress is. So we have that goal. Um, I'll go ahead and throw myself out there. Um, my goal is to not miss one training run that my coach gives me. Um, I also am going to set myself accountable next Saturday. I'm running a 5k and my current PR is 2558. So I want to hold myself accountable on setting a new PR on the 5k. Um, let's see if there's anything else I can hold myself accountable for. You know what? I'm trying to clean up my diet, um, because it's good for you. And, uh, so let's say I'm going to give up fried food. I'm not, I'm, I'm putting it out. I didn't even have this plan. I'm going to give up fried food. So for the next 14 days, I'm not going to eat any fried food. Um, and it's funny too, cause I just had a like breaded fried fish this afternoon. So I guess that was like my one time for the last time we'll call it. Um, so there's going to be my accountability is to not miss a training run to set a PR next Saturday and to not eat fried food for the next 14 days. And hopefully that launches like just wanting to eat completely healthier. Uh, Phil, what do you got for us? I believe in realistic goals. So uh, myself, I'm, I'm uh, going to run 50 miles in the next two weeks, which is good for me, 25 a week. I'm trying to think 50 um, miles in two weeks, four, 50 divided by 14, mm, little less than four miles a day. Very yeah. reasonable. Plus being a UPS guy, that's, uh, you know, that's 20,000 steps a day, brother, uh, just doing True my that. job. True that. And maybe I'll squeeze a little time on the Peloton bike. And maybe most of, important of all, for the next two weeks, I am not going to complain about anything. Not even the most mildest complaint. 
you won't hear a negative word out of my lips, you know, so. I love it. Man, Nani is smiling ear to ear on that one. I think she liked that one. Man. Uh, but yeah, I like that. That's that's a super cool goal. And um, I definitely, that's de- something we can definitely hold you accountable for. Um, so yeah, keep going. Nani, what do you got for us, girl? Phil, I thought you said realistic goals. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, brother. Good luck to you, sir. Yeah, these are um, trying times. I, I give it that. Nani, What's up, Ma? What's up? So Alicia, his sister, we call her Nani. So every time Miguel says Nani, he's like, why does he keep calling me? (laughs) That's what you see me keep talking to. He's like, (laughs) hi, Nani. (laughs) That's cool. Um, I need you guys to help me out with something I'm already trying to do. I've been a part of this meal plan for a couple months now and I'm actually like I upgraded to this it's on an app and I upgraded to the premium app and paid for it so it would come with accountability and I gotta say I'm just not completely satisfied with the accountability of the person that's supposed to be guiding me and checking on me every day it feels like I tell her that's what I need that's what we decided I needed and then Like she's really sweet and she helps me for a few days. And then kind of like, just as I would for myself, I'll work out for a few days and then I get fatigue or bored or distracted. And then I just kind of like lose that momentum. And that's when she's supposed to come in and be helping me with the accountability. But it's like, she does the same thing. So she stops checking on me and I stop working out. So um, my plan is pretty simple. It's to drink 100 ounces of water a day, 45 minutes of activity, which I was bullshitting in the first place, like putting together walking the dog. (laughs) So I need to make it a little bit more intentional. Um, Five days a week, 45 minutes a day, five days a week, and then hitting protein, um, grams of protein is, is really And so I would like to lose, like, I think the healthy goal is like three more pounds in the next two weeks and sticking with this plan. So I need, I need a little help with that accountability. Um, And then, thank you. Um, And so I was, I was laughing at Phil because he said 50 miles and I was thinking 14, like a mile, a mile a day for the next two weeks is my goal. And, but most importantly for me, um, since we have listed a few each here, um, I need to get to a couple meetings before May 1st. It's been, it's been probably a month and a half or so since I've been to an in live, live in person meeting or, so that's why I appreciate this tonight so much because it it helped me be accountable. It helped me show up and, and, and that's sometimes it's just what it takes. So, um, that'll be my goals for, for the rest of the month. Thanks, Migs. Absolutely. I like that a lot. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and touch on that. Um, and again, I, I literally say this in every, in every episode. And I also say that I say this in every episode. Um, A-A-N-A-O-A-G-A, anything that you can put a letter in front of an A, they are really, really awesome. The rooms help a lot of people, but they are not for everybody. Some people maintain their sobriety other ways. There's other, you know, it's 2021. There's other programs online. There's, you know, there's smart recovery out there. Um, People do 
IOP, people talk to people, people hold themselves accountable, people have phenomenal support systems. I know myself personally, I I went from the first day of the pandemic, from probably actually about a month before the pandemic until probably about a month ago or so, I didn't attend one meeting, Zoom included, and I never thought about going out um, because I have a phenomenal support system. I have my wife, I have my son who is a big motivator for me, who anybody knows, I, I quit drinking when he was 16 days old. I have my mother who's always, um, who's always there for me and whatnot. And, and let's just face it too, staying fit ODAT page holds me accountable more than anything um, because I'm not downplaying anybody, but uh, if anybody in there's, the group has 531 members and let's face it, there's 530 of you that if you go out and you leave the group, Someone might not even notice because there's so many members. They might just think, oh, this person isn't posting anymore. This person isn't commenting. Um, and unless they actually search for your name, they might not even notice that you're there. If I go out um, and I leave the group, you guys are going to know. Um, so it holds me accountable more than anything. And it's one thing that my wife said to me in the beginning is like, do you realize how much you're putting into this? Like, you can't go back out and drink um, because you, you put so much into this. Like, you can't go back out. Um, and I said, I'm fine with that because I don't want to go back out. This wasn't an experiment. This is like, this is a lifelong goal. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and add some more on to the accountability for myself. And I also want to, I want to double down on Nani. And I'm going to say that in the next, I, I first off want to say that I've been fortunate enough to make it to two meetings um, in the last two days. I went to back-to-back -to -back meetings and back-to-back -back days for probably two meetings in two days for probably the first time in two years that I went to like back-to-back -back meetings. Um, and it felt really, really good. Um, Nani, I want to add something to your accountability, if you don't mind. And this one I think is really, really easy. Um, if you remember early on in the group, uh, we used to kind of do the, uh, the Sunday run where we would kind of like open up the run or end the run with like a little video. And we would kind of talk about how our day is going and whatnot. Nani, I want to, I want to hold you accountable because yours were so cool because you're so upbeat. Your voice is just so positive. You're always smiling. I don't think you've stopped smiling since we hit the record button on here. Um, you probably smile when you eat sour food. Like it's just, I think that's probably just in your nature. Um, look, you smile when you just say, you just shrug knowing you were smiling. Come on, let's be real. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I want to add something to yours because I think that's really cool. I would like for the next two Sundays, starting the Sunday on the 18th and the 25th, um, I, I would like, or I'll let you pick the day because you know your schedule, but between now and then I would like to see um, two videos from you uh, just shouting out, um, just talking to ODAT Nation um, and just reminding us how, how super nice Florida is and show us some of those trails and show us some pictures um, because it's so, so cool. And anybody else that's listening to this podcast, jump in on that, join the train. Um, pretty much what I'm referring to is what we used to do is uh, I used to call it the Sunday. Uh, I think I called it like the long run, fun run or whatever. How I don't even remember how I worded it, but pretty much the idea was, like I said, just everybody just kind of take a minute, like in the beginning of your run, when you're in your warm up, and at the end of your run, just kind of take 30 seconds. You're just kind of like talking into your camera, um, telling people where you're at, the trail you're on, um, maybe what your run is for the day. And it was like a lot of fun. Um, I think a couple people joined in and did it, but you were the most consistent at it. Um, I'm being quite frankly, even over myself, you stuck with it the longest. I think you were the last one to post one. Um, so get us started back off because that was really, really cool. Um, and I, I think it's really cool that we're all talking about accountability because it, it just, it holds us up somewhere that, that we need to be. 
Um, and it really focuses on our goals because now we said this stuff out loud. We know people are going to listen to this podcast and we don't want to, we don't want to let each other down. Um, you know, we don't want to let ourselves down more than anything, because I think one thing that we learned early on in sobriety, um, and I actually, I want to stop saying sobriety right now, because um, even of the four of us in here, um, one person specifically doesn't have a drinking problem. So uh, as far as recovery, um, I think accountability is so huge and just building each other up um, and just keeping each other going because, oh, what a cute dog. When you forget about, uh, when, when you when you forget and you don't talk about your goals out loud, it's really easy to just shrug them off and say, fuck it. No one knew I was supposed to do this. So who gives a shit? But when you say it out loud, you got to do it. Or people are going to be like, Hey, what's up? Uh, Jody, did you have a Pepsi today? Because uh, you told me you weren't gonna, or why do I not see you on Strava with a walk? Because you told me you were gonna. And again, that's a great way to hold accountability. Um, Ma, which I'm going to, I'm going to show you how to do it too, because I know you're like 85 years old and you don't know how to use a, I know you don't know how to use social media that well. Um, so the love we show, just so, so you all know. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. She's not 85. She's only 73. I'm just kidding. Stop it. Look at, I was already prepared. I started charging the watch that I bought. Cool. Mind you, I bought this watch three months ago and it never went on my wrist. Cool. We're going to get you on Strava. We're going to get you on Strava. And, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Yep. And that's, do it. that's a good way to hold accountability too, because uh, when you hit the button, it uploads to Strava and then people can see what you're doing. Um, oh. and it's, yeah. So it's, it's great because then, you know, the, the proof is in the pudding, the stats can't get there unless you did it. So that's really awesome. And, um, uh, I think May, that's really, yeah. May 9th, brother. It's mother's day. You, you, after what you just said to your mother, you better not forget May 9th. Is that the date? He is never, I will give you one thing. He's never, never, never. He's yeah. He's, he's no. Except, except when he got married the day before Mother's Day, and then because it, it wasn't about me, how dare he have uh, a wedding, right? No. <laughs> so what she's what she's referring to is so I had a destination wedding, um, my beautiful, beautiful blonde bombshell of a wife, Mallory. Um, we went out to Jamaica and we did a destination wedding with twenty of our closest friends and family. Got married uh, on the beach at sunset in Ochi Rios, Jamaica, and it was absolutely perfection. Um, yes. that was on a Saturday night at sunset. The next day was mother's day. Um, the next day was obviously the first day as a married man. So unfortunately, um, I couldn't hang out with my mama mother's day because, uh, we're all grown ups here. It was honeymoon time. Yeah, we know, we know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it friendly because my wife is a lot shyer than I am. Um, but yeah, so. Um, I was unable to make it out there, but I also want to shout out that, uh, my mom was actually able to be out there with one of my best friends and was able to go climbing at Duns River Falls with another mother who was out there. So at least she yeah. wasn't alone on mother's day and she got to go have some fun. No, um, no. so, so that and was that's really the thing. Cool. If I can, if I can just add to that, that's, that's, that's the difference from 310 pounds to climbing Duns River Falls at 189 pounds back to 249. So that's what I meant when, thank you. Cause I, without ODAT, that's where I was going. I kept climbing up that scale. So I know that's not what you were talking about but I just wanted to put it into perspective that, that that's been the train for the last six years. No, it's cool because, and uh, sometimes I tend to, the, the train tends to get off the track sometimes. Um, so it's cool too. Cause sometimes I need someone to reel me back in. Cause um, I just love talking and just sharing everything that's going on. So uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, 
it's so cool just seeing everything that everybody's got going on right now. Um, and I think that if we keep holding each other accountable, I think that we're only making each other stronger. I think we're always, I think we're building each other up. Um, I like to say, uh, very often, I haven't said as often as I should lately. Um, but a few things I always follow by is get comfortable being uncomfortable. And, uh, if you're not, if you're not building, you're breaking. Um, if you need more clarification on that, exactly what I'm telling you is get it, getting comfortable, being uncomfortable means getting outside of your comfort zone. Um, and I'm just going to use every one of you as an example right now. Uh, ma, that means getting out there every single day and doing exactly what you said you're going to do. Yeah, it might hurt. And I'm going to use your own words against you. Um, because, yeah. and because we're, we're just, we're, we're putting it all out there. Um, two days ago when you did your first workout, I remember you saying I marched in place. This isn't just marching in place. This is pretty much lifting because these big ass heavy legs, um, you know, however you said it, it's, 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 you know, that lifting was a workout. Weight. It wasn't just like, you know, it's, and so, uh, putting that out there and, uh, you know, Phil getting out there and running in the rain and, and keeping up your mileage, because like you said, uh, Phil, we can't control the weather. Um, you know, you sign up for a marathon and you invest marathons aren't cheap. If you invest a hundred dollars in a marathon and you got to go here and there, what are you going to do if it's raining? Cause I can tell you right now, they're not canceling the marathon unless it lightning. So you're not getting your money back. So unless you want to light your money on fire, you have two choices, get out there and fucking run or, or shut up and don't. Um, so those are your two choices. Um, but pretty much either way, you have to shut up and do something either shut up and run or shut up and don't run. Um, but you got to do something. And so I, I can light my money on fire instead. That's an option for real. Yeah. Unfortunately I did that in LA because I spent $200 on that fucking marathon and then I broke my damn ankle and then I didn't get to go out there. So yeah, you literally can light money on fire. Cause I already did that shit once. Um, I would, I would like to think I would never do it healthy. Actually, I can say I've actually skipped one race healthy. Uh, um, a Saturday night after work, we got really, really, really busy at work. And I don't think I got home till like one o'clock in the morning that night. And, uh, there was a 5k about a half hour away. And I remember, yep. Yep. Yeah. Little tiny world's tiniest violin. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is exactly what happened. I woke up. It was probably six o'clock in the morning. It was, I'm going to say it was like March. I looked out my window and it was raining. I said, I have two choices right now. I can get dressed, I can get in my car, I can drive a half hour away and I can run this 5K or I can turn off my alarm and I can throw my arm right back around my beautiful wife and I can go right back to sleep. I made the wrong decision that day and I went right back to sleep. That is the one and only race I've ever signed up for where I literally lit the money on fire because I just chose not to show up, no injury, no nothing, no excuse except me just being a little bitch about it. Uh, Nani, uh, you know, getting in the accountability as far as... Uh, you know, holding into that diet plan and, you know, sticking to what you want to do with your goals and losing that couple pounds um, and all that. And it's, it's huge because again, when we say these things out loud, we have to do them. Uh, and this is just, it's, it's so, so cool. Uh, who, who wants, does anybody want to say anything here? Does anybody want to cut me off and stop me from rambling? Somebody got something to say? Yeah, Phil can complain because he promised not to. He does have to shut the fuck up and just do the race true, in the rain. True, true, true. <laughs> yeah, so, and and I'm proud of Phil too because we got out there and and so, 
and we'll talk about this more tomorrow when we do the interview. But uh, Phil and I, when we ran last week, and it couldn't have been better timing. Um, and I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger here, listeners. Uh, there was a very, very, very specific reason. Uh, so Phil and I set up a run date for about two weeks ahead of time uh, because in the Facebook group, I just wanted to continue meeting more and more people. And I found out that Phil lives less than two hours away from me. Um, and so it was really cool to get up a chance to go out to him and get a run in in a new trail that I've never been to in a town that I've never ran in. And it was a lot of fun. And we set this uh, little run date about two or three weeks before we actually did it. And something happened at work the night before we did that run in which I needed to run and I needed to be around another alcoholic uh, more than I have in a while. And I was able to do that. And again, I'm going to leave you all on a cliffhanger thinking, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, listen to Phil's episode if you want to know what I'm talking about. Um, I like to think I'm a little good at my job at doing shit like that. Um, and and uh, shit, I kind of forgot where I was going with that. Oh, yeah. So uh, on Phil's end as well, he needed to uh, he, he said, you know, I want to get out and I need to run in the rain more. Um, and so we got that as well. And so we're doing that. And the only reason I even blew that spoiler is because he already said it earlier. So we got Phil running a little bit of drizzle and it felt good. I couldn't tell what was a drizzle and what was a sweat. But again, we're going to talk a lot about what went down that day tomorrow. And I'm so excited about that. Uh, who, who else got something for us? Cause I feel like we're, we're getting towards the end and you never know one little topic could spin us and we could be here for another two hours, but, um, I have a question. I, I just, hopefully I have an answer. Let's try. I don't know. I know that wasn't the whole part of this, but it's something that I could really use a quick answer on. Maybe not a quick answer, but, um, so I'm considering going out to OA overeaters. And is that it? Yeah. They're, they're not like other they're not like AA and NA and they're not every day. They're not all day. The only one I ever found was twice a month. And so I need more than that. And so the only person I've shared with were you guys and Miguel, no one else in my family knows that I, I started this three days ago because I'm angry. So I just need how to, uh, just tell me how to deal with it because the angry takes a lot of it. I'm just mad. All right. And I'm going to, I'm going to interject here. I'll go ahead, Phil. This just like there's online AA meetings. There's probably online OA meetings that meet more frequently than twice a month. I'm sure there is. And, and the thing is, I think with any of these like 12 step programs, whatever you want to call them. And, and like Mick said, AA has been my savior, but it's not for everybody. But no matter what, what you're um, wrestling with or, or what group you're in, I think the key thing is people who have the same problems that you do, nobody does it alone. So just talking to somebody and to a certain extent, accountability too, you know, talking to somebody, it's harder. It's, I, I feel for you. I really do. One of the key things that, um, you know, when, when you go into uh, AA is, you know, they, they, you learn pretty quick that the way it works is 100% abstinence, no drinking at all. Well, you can't do that. You, exactly. You, you can't you starve that. yourself to death. Thank you, know? you. Right. And yes, so and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in here for a second as well, because again, obviously, since this is my mother, um, I'm going to say some shit that she might not feel comfortable saying. Um, it is what it is. She can yell at me afterwards. I don't give a fuck. Uh, here we go. So, you know, and I don't completely understand overeating. I can't pretend that I do. Um, because when I was drinking, 
Uh, and when I was unhealthy, I was a fat fuck. Uh, but it was kind of like when I went into a diet or I did this and that, when I started getting active, um, the weight started coming off. It wasn't, it wasn't too, 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 too hard. Um, and I was able to get back to like my high school weight. Um, right now, I think I might even weigh less than I did when I graduated and I'm literally in the best shape of my life. Um, but you know, and Phil, you hit the fucking nail on the head. Uh, you, me and Nani, we have problems with drinking. We could just never drink alcohol. Our life, we stay alive longer if we never drink alcohol. An overeater can't not eat. There's no magic water that provides protein and keeps you healthy. So she has to learn how to eat, but not overeat. Imagine if we had to learn how to drink a beer and stop at one. What the fuck would that be? Holy shit. And honestly, as I'm saying this out loud right now, I think I'm understanding this better for the first time, um, truthfully, um, because I don't think I've ever used that example and kind of said that out loud. Like if I if you told me right now you need to drink a beer to stay alive, but if you drink a second one, you might die. Wow. Right. Think, let that settle in. Right. Think about that. Like, and then you have to drink this beer and you can only drink this much at this time. And then you have to stop. And no matter how thirsty you are, you can't touch it again. Yeah, it's 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 tough. Um, and, and the other part that I wanted to pop in on as well is the reason you don't see uh, Jody, my mom, posting in the group a lot is because she felt herself that she was a phony. Um, she felt. And these are her own words to me. She felt that, you know, just like we have people in the group who have sent me messages that say, hey, um, I'm not sober yet. I am still drinking, but I'm in the group. I'm not posting. I'm not commenting. I'm just watching. I'm being inspired. And I promise you day one is coming. Is it cool if I still hang out here until that day comes? Absolutely stay. Um, and the way I look at it, too, and if you've if you've ever been in the rooms uh, of a meeting, um, the way I think about that is when you go to an open meeting, they tell you in the beginning or even a closed meeting, they tell you in the beginning, um, if you're drinking today, we'd rather you not share because we don't want to hear from the, we don't want to hear from the booze. We want to hear from you. Um, and I think that they don't kick those people out of the meetings because they still want them to be there and they still want them to hear experience, strength, and hope. Um, but they asked them not to share. And for my mom, someone who is not necessarily in the meetings, I think she unintentionally was carrying that mentality. I think she wanted to not post in the group um, and not say things because she felt like if, if I'm eating cheeseburgers and eat and drinking uh, soda and doing this and that, then I'm a phony. So I'd rather just watch the inspiration until I can get back on track. And so what I've been now, now is like you get a couple days in a row and it's like now you're the person who has three days sober. So get the fuck out there, post that shit. Tell them, you know, I did my 30 minutes today um, because I, and you know. Because I did that a couple months ago. If you ever, if you, I'm sure you all remember, I got the congratulations. I said, I'm in it. I'm, I'm a week in. I got it this time. About two days after that post, I fell off. And, and, and again, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to go a step further and I'm going to put a little bit more of my mom's business out there. Um, life isn't easy for her. She has been dealing with shit since day one. Um, abusive. I don't want to say abusive. I'll let you choose your words, but having to deal with um, 
alcoholic parents. My grandmother was uh, an alcoholic. Um, my my dad, her first serious relationship because my mom had me when she was only sixteen years old. So her first serious serious relationship is another alcoholic and drug addict. Um, then she unfortunately remarried to another physically abusive relationship. Um, and then her oldest son who swore he would never pick up a drink, uh, turns into a full blown alcoholic. And so my mom at, in, in all seriousness, we're going to throw a real number out there this time. My mom at 50 years old had pretty much surrounded by alcoholism and drug addiction for pretty much 47 years of her life. Um, so you can only imagine that it leads to anxiety and depression and just seeing all this bullshit go around you. Um, so it is super, super motivating and inspiring to me to see someone who, and I'm going to try and keep this in here a little bit because uh, I can already feel the chokiness coming. A single mom who raised three kids, working two jobs, doing whatever she had to do to put food on the table, to pay rent. She's my fucking superhero. Uh, anything I've ever done, She's always show. That's my biggest. I'm your biggest fan. I'm your biggest fan. Love your biggest fan. Uh, I don't say this enough. I'm your biggest fan. You're a fucking hero. Uh, and it's just every time you reach out and you tell me how proud you are for everything I'm doing with this group, it reminds me why I'm doing this. Um, it's just one of the many reasons because. I don't want to let you down. Um, and I know you tell me that I can never let you down. I could go pick up a drink tomorrow and you're still going to be in my corner. But I don't want to do that. Because your your motivation and your building has, has helped me come so far. Um, and I don't want to get too, too much onto that because, like I said, we were trying to stay positive with this podcast. Um, just it, it, the, the four of us have just kind of went down like a rabbit hole of just – you know, just whatever. And this is, this is so cool. And it's, and it's raw. And I guess you can't get through one podcast episode without getting some rawness. Um, I want to pop in on Jody for a second. Please, please, please. Um, Stop me from uh, crying here. already. That was a very tender moment. You guys are so sweet. And it's obvious from the beginning that I joined this page that you guys have some immense love for each other and have shown Jody, you've shown him so much support and it was really sweet. Like the videos of you and his wife out there and his races. And it was just so sweet to see, like, I was actually jealous, honestly, like no fair. <laughs> like I wish, I wish I had that. Um, so what you guys have is really special, no matter what you've each gone through. Um, but to, to address what you originally asked, I think my, my, just my suggestions would be like Phil said, like looking online, Googling some kind of zoom meetings, some online meetings, or just find those two meetings that you did, um, become aware of and go to them and do your absolute best to be completely open and aware of everyone in that meeting and try to connect with someone there and exchange as many phone numbers as you can. So even if you can't get to another in-person meeting, you at least have someone that you can start a, a, some context with, some dialogue and someone to reach out to for this specific issue. And then with your anger, you were referring to, I think like we all are on this like kind of branch of a path from our, um, from our addictions, you know, we, when 
in the programs that we've all experienced, we do a lot of work and some of us just do therapy or just read self-help books or whatever it is, but you dig deep and you figure out that it wasn't about because vodka tasted good. It was because I, I needed that to mask something else that was deeper. And once you dig down and you figure out, like Miguel was stating, like all this pain you were surrounded by for so long and you ended up using food to mask the pain. And then, so then like, so we all came to this enlightenment about how we need to get past our addiction. And then it's like, well, then what do we do with ourselves? What do I do with this anger? And then that's kind of how like this community was built. And that's why I love it is because we've each found our own paths of yeah. what, what can, what can distract me from, from masking my pain to making it blossom into something beautiful and good for me. So like, that's why some of us are runners and some of us are walkers and some of us lift and, you know, and you just have to find that thing, even if it's meditation, even if it's just like, you know, walking at a certain uh, trail or lake, or I don't know, but like something that, that is, that you unearth within you that helps you feel a passion and helps you get it out. Like for me, it was boxing. When I was going through my divorce, it was so painful. And I got obsessed with running and tennis. And then I, and then I found boxing and hitting that bag. Oh my God. Like that's where, that's where it came out. That was amazing. I didn't have to focus on a tennis ball. I didn't have to worry about getting shin splints. I just punched the shit out of something. And that, (laughs) that was the release I needed. So just, just search for that girl. Like just search for something out there. That's just for you. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you. And I'll, I'll- One thing I do, I do want to call out Miguel here, because again, you won't know this unless I tell you. So since that day that I posted a few months ago, he follows up with me every couple of days. And the reason I got back on three days ago is because his message said, have you done it yet? No. How can I help you be accountable? And he wouldn't stop. And I would keep telling him, just don't give up on me. Just don't. And he didn't. And so not as my son Please understand that who is in front of Odat because he he doesn't give up on us and as his mother, as his friend, we need that. So thank you. I know I took the step, but thank you for not for keep inspiring me that I can take the step because I forgot. I you don't know where to start. I, I don't know if any of you have ever you know, relapsed or anything, you get to a point where you just, I don't know how to take the first step. I know what to do, but that first step is the hardest one. And that was, he's like, just do it right now. And I was like, what do you mean right now? I've already blown the whole day away. He's like, so, and I did, and it worked and it, so thank you, Miguel. Absolutely. I think, I think your first time you went out walking was at like 10, 10 o'clock at night. Um, and yeah, Phil, I got your message. I think we're about to be wrapping up here in a couple minutes yeah. anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, one one thing I want to point out too, and the last thing I'm going to call my mom out on as far as accountability is uh, if you remember, you were at, uh, you've only actually, I think you've been to one race of mine. It was the 5K uh, on Thanksgiving Eve. And you, uh, at the end of it, you said, I'm going to do this with you next year. And then the podcast, or I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, the pandemic happened. And it was just an excuse for you not to do it. But let's just let's just be honest. The training wasn't there anyway, and it would have never happened. Um, an excuse. So right. so for anybody that knows, I'm now teaming up with Sync Recovery Community. I just did my first orientation this week. 
And uh, next week I have one more orientation. And when that is complete, I'm starting a couch to 5k program. That's actually local. And what it is, it's going to be like one or two days a week um, where I'm going to get out with anybody who wants to show up and we're going to do a workout. And then afterwards is a non-denominational meeting. It doesn't matter if you're AA, NA, OA, anxiety, it doesn't matter. It's the whole point is to get out, do the exercise. And then afterwards, if you have something to get off your chest, talk about people so you don't go back uh, and you don't, you don't fuck up and do something stupid, uh, whatever the case may be. So you might not even know this yet, but you're doing the couch to 5K and you're going to run your first 5K when this program's over. Um, and unfortunately, somebody needs to tell him that I really can't run, but that's okay. I don't give a shit. If you walk 3.1 miles, you're doing, there it. we go. We can walk um, it. It's, it's My completing knees a five this weight 50. It's I don't have knees to run. <laughs> I, and if I said the wrong word, I apologize. Um, but what I meant to say is that you are completing a 5k. I don't care if you got to walk it because I mean, I, 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 when I ran my first 5k, I went out the gate way too hot and I had to walk, um, for parts of it because you come out the gate too hard. So I mean, it is what it is. If you got to walk, you got to walk. If you can get a couple minutes of jogging, fuck it. Do what you got to do. But we're going to get out there and we're going to do it. Um, with that being said. Agreed. Uh, I, I think we've 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 nailed on everything. And I think we've we've covered a lot about, you know, pretty much wherever this is going today. Uh, One more second. One more please, thing. Please, I just please, wanted please. A, a longer term goal of mine, even though um, he's not with me right now, but the debut I showed my puppy earlier, um, my long term goal is to run a 5k with him next year. Yeah, <laughs> That's all. <nice. laughs> well, there's a lot of dogs out there that are running too. Actually, if you listen to um, listen to a uh, Catra's episode, uh, the dirt diva, when we had her on the podcast, oh, she actually, yeah. dude, that little wiener dog has run so many fucking miles. Holy shit. Yeah, carries him she carries him for a lot of it oh does she <laughs> I, I, I thought he runs it I'm, I'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure and i'll confirm this i'm pretty sure that she said he actually does it like I he runs so, it. so she actually talks about too like if you listen to her audiobook um and i'll plug her i'll plug her on this if you listen to oh well, i if you just read her book which i heard it on audio but she actually talks about how people say uh, a dog can't run that much because it's bad for their joints. It's bad for this. It's bad for that. Especially a, a smaller dog that size can't really, really handle that. Like dogs that are too small or dogs that are too big, um, that's too much of them. It's almost mm -hmm. like medium-sized dogs are the ones that are supposed to be able to handle that. But anyway, she said that she takes this dog on all these trail runs and then – Trail runs, takes, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, she takes them to the uh, – she takes them to the doctor – and uh, the doctor pretty much runs a physical on this dog and says that he's like one of the healthiest dogs that he's ever seen. And it's unbelievable that the shape this is in. So, you know, yeah. Nani, get, I want mine to run marathons, but I'm starting with the 5K. He's only nine months old now. So now, I'm mar waiting. Marathons are beasts because like Phil said, a trail run and a marathon are different because a marathon, that's like full speed. So beast, beast mode dog, you might be on to something here. Uh, so. Yeah, cool. Any anybody before we start letting you guys go, does anybody else have anything they want to share with us today? Anybody have uh, any goals that they want to throw out there? Well, we talked an hour about shoes, and I thought maybe we could kill an hour talking about socks. So can we? There's always got to be an asshole in the group, huh? <laughs> oh man, I love it. I love it. Hey guys, I, I know I know Nani knows the answer to this, and you guys have all listened to the podcast, so. I'm hoping that you all know what to say here. Don't let me down, people. Please don't make me look bad. So, 
It was so much fun talking to everybody today. It was such a blast. I love you all. This was such a fun episode. It is definitely the longest podcast episode we've had. It's not even close. Um, but hey, you're back on camera. The only thing I want to ask, yeah, because I'm sitting on this wooden chair and it's so fucking uncomfortable. I've been leaning up against my bed for the last half hour. Oh, uh, you should tell my job gave up the chairs because they're closing it. Six hundred and fifty dollar office chairs. Just yeah. saying. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, cool. And I'm sitting on this broken ass wooden chair. Yeah, you're cool, bro. Uh anyway. Sorry so, to hear about that. <laughs> thank you all for being here today. Thank you for sharing. Um, I want to throw another shout out to my 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 brother Mike and Sylvia, who both popped in. Guys, help me. Did I miss anybody who popped in that I could throw another shout out who's not closing with us today? Nothing I know. Uh, I know Sylvia and I were talking in the beginning. That's the only one I know. All right. So Sylvia and Mike are the only ones that we lost early. So again, thank them for popping in as well. I appreciate them. Uh, I love all you guys. Uh, all I ask when we hang up here is that you all just continue staying healthy, continue staying fit. And please, guys, tell me how you're doing it. One day at, One day at a time. Yes, Bill. Oh, my <laughs> man had the shirt on and he pops it out at the end. What a flex. <laughs> Woo. I love it. Yes. Hey, seriously, guys, thank you all for Well played, here. Phil. Lovely. <laughs> I love you all, guys. We'll talk soon. Phil, I literally will talk to you in nine hours. Get some sleep, bro. Yeah, man. Bye. Good night. Bye, Bye everybody. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Staying Fit Odette. If you yourself identify as someone in recovery, whether it be from alcoholism, substance abuse, anxiety, depression, or any other type of mental health issue, then please join the group on Facebook at Staying Fit O-D-A-A-T, three different words. If you do not identify as someone in recovery, but you like everything we have going on and you want to continue staying in the loop with everything, then please follow us on Instagram at stayingfitodaat. You can also email us with any questions, comments, or concerns at stayingfitodaat at gmail.com. Until next time, just know you're loved, continue staying healthy, continue staying fit, and please keep doing this one day at a time.